Barnes almost makes bad. He takes it back to Shell and it's a goal! Man just got to sit here. Good evening, welcome to the third Big Footy Blues podcast. Joining me as always is the one, the great, the myth, the legend, etc., etc., the old Dark Navies. How are you, Odian? I'm doing very well, Wookie. I'm really careful to uh, not muck my introduction this week. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, last week was pretty interesting. I'm doing, I'm doing fine, mate. We are, uh, unfortunately, without Devoid of Caring, which uh, may be why the intro has gone so well this week. How am I going to be able to tell that? We just won't uh, know. We just won't know. So, I guess, straight into business. Uh, We all saw the game against Collingwood on Sunday. Unfortunately, we didn't win. I thought we put up a good fight. How did you see it? um, Disappointing. Mostly, it was... uh, I, I thought... I thought we had it. Yeah, I, I thought we had it. I thought uh, uh, we had uh, we had no reason to run out of legs. You know, we had no right to do that. Um, considering you know they were down a player fairly fairly early, we had the uh, we had a sub coming on in the last quarter, so we should have had a little bit more legs. Albeit they were McC- um, Brock McLean's legs, um, and um, we had uh, we had the extra. Uh, extra time in between our first round and second round game. I just don't. Uh, it was a bit perplexing to me that we ran out of legs and they uh, and they were full of running. There's been a, a lot of um, a lot of vitriol surrounding Bootsman's role in defence, uh, and I, I see on the forums that you're relatively positive about it. Um, how, how did you see Bootsman's performance? Um, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm in the I'm in, in the undecided category as far as Bootsman goes. I'm, I'm I can see that uh, he has some reasonable closing speed and, he, and he's a good spoiler and stuff. I, I'm not sure that I'm I'm not necessarily in his in his camp fan wise, but um, I, I um, you know he's only young and I think he should be somebody that gets a few games. And, you know, sort of, he's going to he's to come into the side full time. I, I think uh, you know, just give him little stints, four or five games, send him back, and give him another go. Uh, I think he's, he's developing. But I I did read something interesting on the forums. Um, just cruising uh, did a really good analysis of uh, Collingwood's uh, Elliot, who kicked a bag of goals, and Bootsman was largely credited with uh, having uh, being responsible for those goals and. Uh, uh, he, he really broke up each one of those goals to show that uh, Bootsman wasn't really at fault uh, much of the time. He might have been in the vicinity at different times, but he had various opponents, Walker, Tui. Um, and it, it seems to be, you know, the team as a whole didn't pay Elliot uh, much respect. And I think it was more... Uh, it was more... Carlton going after the ball carrier and letting the man slide out the back constantly um, as part of the way we attack the game rather than any sort of defensive deficiencies on Bootsman's part. So uh, he's probably been a little bit harshly dealt with, but, uh, you know, we love our scapegoats, don't we? Well, there's no, there's so few of them around anymore. I mean, we got rid of Jordan Russell and it's noticeable that he had a bad game on the weekend playing on uh, the small forwards 
But, um, you know, we got rid of Thornton. We got rid of Russell. There are no scapegoats left, so it's all down to the new guys. Yeah, we've still got Davies. Uh, well, he but uh, I don't. He, he's escaped most of the <laughs> most of the blame. I mean, maybe he wasn't visible. I'm not sure. But I, I, uh, I, and, and, and Joseph wasn't playing, of course. Because well, there's they're, always they're, Joseph, isn't there? As yeah, there is. It would have been an automatic. <laughs> I mean, I, I think if Betts had played, that game may have had a different outcome. Uh, he's let. He's more prone to doing things with the, especially against Collingwood. So. Yeah. I mean, uh, Yaron is turning into something of a forward force, which has been pretty good, to be honest, but he's not Betts. Um, lacks the discipline, perhaps, that Betts has. So. Yeah, yeah. No, we don't. Not, it doesn't quite have those pressure acts. Mm. Um, and, and I'm not sure that that game on the weekend was uh, on Sunday was one for pre- it was fairly open. It became fairly open in the forward lines, didn't it? Um, yeah, probably because of the rain and the heavy legs and whatnot. But um, but um, Betts certainly would have put a little bit more pressure, and you wouldn't have had uh, wouldn't have the Pies marching it out quite so easily. Um, yeah. yeah. So the big men is remains an interesting question. They didn't really perform much on the weekend um, I mean other than Cruiser who really didn't have much competition to go with anyway but uh, Rowan Casbold I'm still in two minds about this I mean Rowe got a goal but inside 50 they really didn't offer anything how, how, how did you see the big men's performance? Yeah, well, I mean, it probably it probably wasn't a day it wasn't a day for the big men anyway. But um, look, uh, Rose Rose got a lot of praise out of that game, and Casbolt's copped all the flack for you know for for a down day. But he did he he, he provided a contest going into the ruck, and and um, he did take three contested marks. Admittedly, only took three marks, but they were contested. Um, yeah, but they were um, on the wing. That's yeah. You, you look at the replay the of the game, sort of chasing they'll... up the ground, sort of role. But yeah. um, still contested marks, and we lack anybody with weight out. We lack anybody that can take a contested mark. So uh, you know, three contested marks in a game. If you were averaging three contested marks for for, for a year, yeah, you're going to go close to all Australian. Uh, yeah. Don't get me wrong. That's that's true. But you're not going to get them in the full. Like you're not going to get them as a forward if you're no. taking those marks up. You know. Mm. A, between wing and half back, which oh, is where unfortunately he was taking them. He wasn't doing anything forward for the second week in a row, and I think that's where uh, he probably needs a run back in the reserves for a week or two. Yeah, who who, uh, who would you have come back come in for him? Or I would almost to... be certain that Hampson will be returning this week. Okay. Uh, he's back from. He only had an appendix out, unless you've got complications, um, and. He, as far as I'm aware, he didn't. There's an article yesterday saying that he expect well that they expect him back. So I expect him back two weeks out, and uh, yeah. So he and he did particularly well with his marking inside fifty, um, which is where we've lacked. So with yeah. Wade out for at least another two weeks, I think Hampson's going to get another run. No, I agree. It's a, it's a, he's an immediate in. I think Roseworth persevering. Um, Got hurt. He he showed he showed a bit, but um, I think Casbolt might 
be joining Warnock in the reserves for a little while. Hmm. Yeah, well, it's a few calling for Warnock to come back in you know, on the strength of a decent VFL game too. I mean, it's it's hard to see how that balance would work. I just I don't see it working. I don't hmm. see him as a forward. I don't see him um, being able to replace Cruiser in the ruck, and Cruiser seems to be having the time of his life in the in the middle. So it's really it's I just don't see I, I, I see us having a very overpaid ruckman in the VFL this year. Yeah. Yeah. And whether it's it's Hampson or Warnock, I mean we signed both of them to three year deals last year. And <laughs> either way we're gonna have an overpaid ruckman in the VFL, so yeah, well, I mean, they're, I guess they're, they're precious commodities and we've got them signed up so we can do something with them down the track, but none of them, neither of them seem to want to leave, so... This is true. Mm. Anyway, moving along, best... Uh, uh, the post... That's no good. The <laughs> player of the year, that's what I'm trying to get out. And uh, thanks to the Big Footy Forum... Um, the votes this week are in, and no surprises really. Crews are topping out the vote there. The beast. Uh, uh, 47 people voted in total, so slightly down on last week. But uh, 30% of the votes went, well, 28.9% of the votes went to Cruiser. 25% of them went to Jamison. And uh, 20% of them went to Garlet, with Yaron and Judd uh, wrapping up the top five. For the best new blue, uh, Rose started strongly. Uh, at one point, it was fourteen to one. Uh, you, of course, being the only holdout there, uh, Odeon. I'm a trendsetter. But <laughs> but then uh, the rest of the forum seemed to come round, and Lucas is uh, the best new blue for this round uh, with twenty three to seventeen. Um, cumulatively, overall, in terms of the leaderboard, uh, Cruiser has hit the front with the second place last week, first place this week, uh, totaling 450-odd votes. Uh, Gibbs, basically on the strength of last week's voting, uh, with 362. Uh, Judd, with uh, 251 votes, is uh, coming in third there. And Lucas is, of course, way out in front of the rest of the competition for Best New Blue with 37 votes. Yeah, go go figure, huh? Lucas is uh, he, he's copped a bit of a bagging after that game, and he's still come out the best new player. So, um, uh, you know, good on him. Um, you know, I think he's fell off a couple of tackles, but everything else he did, the gut running he did, he took a he took a courageous mark in there too, just outside fifty, and um, um, he's showing some showing some real signs and developments happening fast now that he's getting some games. Yeah, so. I guess we move on to this week's game against uh, Geelong. Mm. Um, always a big game. We've had some very close games over the years. Um, for me, uh, the, I think there was one, I'm not sure, I can't remember if it was last year or the year before, where Warnock was basically concussed and tried to uh, take a shot that would have won us the game and missed. Mm. Um, and we have actually beaten them uh, as well in recent times, so... There's an interesting historical perspective to this as well in that everyone associates Geelong, every 
Real Carlton Supporter Associates, along with uh, the actions of Darren Milburn and uh, Stephen Silvani a couple of years back, and as well as that, and perhaps more so, the 95 grand final. Yeah. Um, even more. It's uh, not some some pretty uh, bad history as far as we're concerned versus versus Geelong, some bad omens in that we've played Geelong 10 times at Docklands and we've lost all those games. Uh, the, the, th- the games that we've won during that time, one was at Princess Park right at the end there and two were at the MCG. They're the ones you, you know, thinking of where we've had some recent history winning against them, but they're at the G. So uh, 10 losses out of 10 games at Docklands um, and this game's being played at Docklands, so we've got some history to overcome there. We, just, um, we don't seem to like Docklands as a grand. No, we it's don't. It gives, well, that's, you know, this is, that's another story. We'll talk about that later as far as getting our membership up and actually getting the hell out of that joint. But um, uh, as far as the history that I remember, obviously the 95 grand final was brilliant. We also played a game in round 12 in 1995. It was a classic, a three-point win to us. Uh, part of our streak, our 16, 16 in a row we ended up with. And... Uh, um, that was a that was a fantastic game, but I think back to nineteen eighty seven, round seven, days after Peter Motley's car accident, uh, we played we fronted up for Geelong. Now um, Craig Bradley and uh, Paul Molly Meldrum were you know, quite good friends of Mott's, and um, you know, they had every right not to be playing in that game. They were pretty shaken up, but. Um, Geez, the boys knuckled down for Mott's that day, and uh, we came away with a 56-point win. Um, you know, I, so I sort of remember that because it was just a, such a such a weird feeling, knowing what had transpired, not knowing how how Mott's was going to come up. Um, just you know, it was just those few days later, and sort of football was the last thing on your mind at that time. But the boys, you know, they you know, they obviously knew Mott's would be. You know, let them, tell them to get out there and give it their all, and they certainly did. So that was that's that's one of my lasting uh, Geelong Carlton memories. Yeah, I think I think for mine, uh, the standouts are, as I said, the uh, the Milburn incident. I honestly didn't think he was going to get out of there alive. Uh, that was a a rather scary moment, <laughs> I think, with him baiting the crowd and everything as well. It was just it wasn't the smartest thing he could have done. Especially given they were down by more than ten goals at the time as well, it just didn't make a lot of sense. Oh, yeah. But um, getting back to that uh, historical perspective, the last five times we've played, the last three of those have been at Eddie Had. We've lost the two before that at the MCG. We won. Uh, we uh, lost six of nine at the uh, Eddie Had last season. So our our record there not fantastic, but new coach, and who really knows? Yeah, the cats have just played it Eddie had, haven't they? And had a big whinge afterwards, but yeah. yeah. And uh, just a, a reminder: this game is uh, live on seven if you're in Melbourne, and uh, so it, hopefully it's live. In uh, Adelaide as well, which it is. Woohoo! <laughs> uh, <if, laughs> 
We got shoved out. Carlton Collingwood got shoved out out to the boonies in Brisbane last week. It's it's on seven, mate, in Perth at half past five in the afternoon, and those ratings have been a little bit down. Uh, So, um, yeah. And you won't be getting it at all, uh, Adrian. So, uh, it'll be a Foxtel job, probably. Yeah, it is uh, oh, on yeah. Fox Footy there. It's on, you're getting the Gold Coast Suns versus the Brisbane Lions. Yeah, probably on about five different channels. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes it's, it's pretty much on everything. So, um, And North Melbourne and Sydney for you as well, Matt. So, yeah. yeah. Poor you. Yeah, no, no, I'll be watching Fox Footy, mate. Yeah, <laughs> I'll tell you, I thought about launching my own commentary there for a while, <laughs> just commentating my way through a game, yeah. and then I thought, no, I don't think I'll do that, that'd be too much effort. So, how's your feeling about this game? Uh, uh, Geelong, they they pulled back from a 40-plus point uh well, what looked like a 40-plus point hiding to win the game against North with the last kick of the game. Um, us, we're Norton 2. How are you... Uh, how, how do you see this game ending up? Yeah, you know, toss a coin, mate. Uh, it, it is, you know, it's a bit of a lottery with us. We, we've, we've, been, we've been decent for, for extended periods of time in each game. And, you know, we've... Not like we're getting blown away, and we had, we should have won last week. But uh, you know, I, I rate the Cats. They're a strong side, and they're mentally tough. As far as you get in a close one with them, they're invariably going to win it. Um, so we need a lot to go right because I don't imagine us blowing them away. So to win it, if we win a close one, uh, we're doing pretty well. Um, uh, look, um, their their forwards, uh, Hawkins and Pods. Um, you know they're decent key forwards compared to what we we're probably going to have in them, um, whether it be Casbolt Row or whether it be Rowe Hampson, um, um, and but I think our our defenders I, I, I rate Jamo and Henderson as far as being able to handle Hawkins and Pods and um, I'm thinking. Um, it's interesting, isn't it? But Pods is the power in the Geelong side, so you'd think Jamo would go with the power, but Hawkins has uh, Hawkins has become a really good body on body player, and Henderson sort of seems to match him athletically, but I don't know about standing toe to toe. So Jamo's getting the best forward, and I guess Hawkins is their best forward. So Jamo's uh, he's uh, he had rewall kick zero on him, cloak kick zero on him. Uh, it's a great start. He's in he's in top notch form. Um, so Jamo to Hawkins and Henderson will run up the ground with Pods as he leads out, I guess. And um, down the other end, you know, Lonigan and Taylor are they're a pretty awesome combination as far as defenders. Um, um, Caswell and Rowe, we, we we can only hope for a, a contest, and uh, oh, we're going to be relying on Jeffy and uh, Jeffy and Yaron again. Um, Bits is out for two more weeks, apparently. So. Yeah. 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 Look, we get Scotland back. Um yeah. his his experience down back and his uh kicking skills gonna be pretty useful. Um we could get Ellard back this week. Apparently he's fit and up and running. And I like Ellard and I think he's the best player possible for the sub, to be honest. Uh, especially as an impact player. He just uh he's done it a, a number of times for us over the years. Um and I, I think he's much better suited as a sub than someone like McLean um, who just 
I don't think the sub suits him at all. Just you don't want a slow player coming on in the last quarter um, to do nothing apparently, which is pretty much what he did this weekend. Yeah. So, <laughs> so look, I, I think um, I think we can win. I just don't want to see us getting off to a three-goal start and throwing it away again. Um, and I'll be most exasperated if we uh, have another close game. That that will um, I don't want us to be three zip or Norton three rather coming into round four against West Coast in Perth. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> you know it's a you know who will get a massive performance boost against Melbourne this weekend as well. So. Yeah, no, that'll play them back into some sort of form. Yeah. <laughs> play me back into form. Yeah, I've been what, on a field in ten years. You mentioned you mentioned Melbourne. I don't feel as bad now. You know, it's a, <laughs> it's a, it's a nice little pick me up. Thank you. Look, we're not, we haven't been flogged at all, um, and, and we've done okay in terms of our play. We're getting better, I think, and we'll only get better. It's just I hope that it's it that it's in time. I, I really do, because we've got the team, we've got the talent to make the finals, um, we've got a finals experienced coach, um, and it's about time they all put up or shut up. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we've waited long enough. Yeah, that's it. There's no, there's, there's no patience. Um, uh, uh, one of our, uh, one of our chats previously that we left on the cutting room floor, I said that. Uh, at uh, 2011, we were fifth place. Last year, we had a lot of injuries and you know some inconsistency, but a lot of injuries. And as far as I'm concerned, if you're going to sack a coach and bring him in, and that's because you think that 2011 was our rightful place. So as far as I'm concerned, we're a fifth place team or better. Otherwise, what was the point in getting a new coach? So, well, his whole his whole appointment was based on, you know, Ratten cannot take us where we need to go. Malthouse will be able to do so. And uh, you've got to hope he does. You've really got to hope he can do that because at the moment, those signs aren't as impressive as they could have been. Having said that, I I don't... uh, I was a bit down on the game plan early on, probably against Richmond. I couldn't figure out what it was, but... I can. I, I'm, I'm still trying to work out what it is, but it just seems to me uh, we, we're going to the boundary if there's no other option. So that makes a bit of sense. You know, we don't want to be turning the ball over in the middle of the ground. Um, we don't want to give give our opposition uh, the opportunity to go either side. So we're bottling it up on a wing and uh, creating a contest. That's probably better than turning it over in the middle of the ground. Yeah. But. If, if the instruction is, you know, you can use the corridor if you've got the option, uh, then then I'd be happy with that. So I'm I'm, just, I'm hoping that's what it is, and uh, you know, sort of just little signs here and there that it's maybe not as damaging. And I think half our problem is uh, we're uh, we're doing a lot more defensive running, and we're possibly too knackered to get to to get to the forward contests with as much ferocity as we have in the past. I'm not sure. <laughs> no worries. Well, yeah, I guess... Sense. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> Who knows? Um, look... What do you think? What do you think, uh, Doc? Doc? 
Yeah, that's what he said last week, too. <laughs> well, we were going to have an Ask Doc segment, but um, he's not available to us at the moment. We had to leave this a bit later than we normally do, and uh, so he couldn't make it. But if you would like to be on the podcast with us, and if you've listened to this one tonight, you're going to know that we need some help. Uh, <laughs> But if you'd like to be on, look, shoot myself, I'm the Wookie, or uh, ODN, the Old Dark Navies, shoot us a message, post in the thread, and uh, we'd be delighted to have uh, some extra people on with us, um, because God knows we aren't professionals, and uh, we could use some more people to help us out with this. Hang on, I thought we were going somewhere with this, man. (laughs) flooding in. No, 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 we're doing okay, but it can always be better. Um, and just yeah, keep an eye out on the forums for us. And ODN, you got anything? Um, I, just just uh, our historical perspective threads are going great guns. We're like you know uh, they're they're feel good threads, and it's one thing that all all supporters agree with. So um, every every week we are running one of these historical perspective uh, threads regarding our upcoming opponent and uh, encourage people to get into those and have a look. Encourage people to get in and vote. The votes were down a little bit for our player of the year. Uh, you know, keep it up. Keep keep getting in there. It's um, uh, it's good to have um, participation. Um, and I, not strictly board-related, but, you know, we're talking about our problems at Eddie here and we're talking about the need to get 50 thousand people i mean uh if any anybody on the boards at the moment uh has the ability to go and buy a membership don't don't wait for the wins to come you know our membership is uh starting to become notoriously fickle and uh and uh you know if everybody a couple of years ago we said no passengers it'd be good if we can get everybody to to sign up so the rest of us don't have to uh suffer through the eddie had debacles all the time yeah, it'd be handy to get back to the MCG and maybe even win a few. Oh, I wouldn't have watched. <laughs> Just a final note, this is the 213th game between Carlton and Geelong coming up. Uh, as we do against most Victorian sides, we have the advantage, 116 games to 94 <laughs> with two draws. So, yeah, that. on that note, I'll say goodnight to you, Odin. Good night, Wookie. And I'll say good night to uh, Doc. See you, Doc. Thanks. Nice chatting again, mate. <laughs> Just... <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, I'll say good night to the rest of you. We'll see you all on the forums. Remember, we're trying to grow the community. Um, we really, we really do want uh, to feel that we're all part of the Big Footy family, yeah. and on the Carlton forum in particular. Yeah, Until we'll next see. week. We'll see you later. See you guys. Oh, Almost makes bad. He taps it back to Sheldon. That's a goal. Then just got to sit here.